Hey guys, Steve Fishkin and Jake Malik here with Scouting Giants, and uh, today we are uh, officially in first place. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about today's matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for those of you guys who may have seen the game or heard about it, uh, you know that Daniel Jones uh, suffered a hamstring injury in the first half. So we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the injury. We're gonna talk about uh, which players for, for the Giants actually stood out today. Which got which guys played well? Who stepped up? And uh, also talk about what were the keys to victory for for today's game. Up next on Scouting Giants. Jake, I don't know if, if it's the whiskey or, or, or am I dreaming, but if you look at that ticker down there below, the Giants are in first place in this division. Uh, a team that pretty much halfway through the season only had one victory. Um, they've ne- they've now won their, their last three games. And look, um, any any way you cut it, the only the only thing that you need in terms of you know being successful is can my team make the playoffs and are they playing good down the stretch? Because we've seen this uh, in the past with other teams, the Giants being one of them, that if you're playing well and you squeak in, um, look, you know, any anything can happen there. And I think, you know, when you look at, um, you know, where, where we were a few weeks ago, uh, and Andrew Thomas not living up to expectations, uh, really, really looking like Daniel Jones as a quarterback, uh, was not progressing, was actually regressing. We were worried about, hey, you know, with Saquon Barkley out, he's not going to have a running back to lean on. That's going to hurt his, his, you know, his his ability to progress and grow work more. Uh, and I think we also, you know, think about that game we had against Tampa Bay where Daniel Jones was missing guys right and left. And, you know, that was the first game. And I think you and I were like, hey, we can't make excuses for him anymore. Uh, but the last three games, I know he didn't play a full game today, but uh, he played exceptionally well before he got hurt. Um, we have three games now with no turnovers from him. And not only that, uh, you're seeing a lot. You're seeing a lot of growth from Jones before the snap. Um, you know, he's moving guys around. He's, you know, he's checking plays down. So I mean, he's he's doing he's doing all the things that you want to see a guy that's you know in the second half of his second year uh, that you're hoping to be your franchise quarterback uh, start to do and. Um, Look, this is this is a good position for the Giants to be in right now. So, um, can't say, from a fan perspective, we can't say enough good things here. So it was it was nice. You know what? 
There were a lot of things to be proud of. And, you know, the only thing that really sucked, like we mentioned, is Daniel Jones gets hurt. But I want to, you know, just being the fan that I am, there's always something that sticks out to me that, you know, really ecstatic during a game. This week was King Goldman. I mean, I know we've talked about him and how well he played. I think it's finally time to, like, really give him a lot more respect than we probably have him because he looked, again, unbelievable. I mean, you know, we, we talked about when Saquon went down – I thought this team was screwed. I was like, ah, oh, great. You know, we lost Saquon. You know, how do you replace a guy like Saquon? Well, Wayne Gallman has done just that. He has been phenomenal. And you know, he went out and signed Devonta Freeman, but it doesn't look like we even need him. And like, and that's not a knock on Freeman at all. It's just Wayne Gallman has played unbelievably. And I think that's really become a big part of our success and why, you know, Daniel Jones has played better football. He's getting a run game going. His offensive line is better. And he's feeling more confident back in the pocket. Of course, this is before he got hurt in today's game. But just the confidence is, is definitely there. And I think that's because of this ability to run the ball, which is, you know, that's been that's been huge for us. I mean, you know, you want to pinpoint something offensively at least that's been really the reason we've won. I, I would say that's it, the ability to run the ball and how well Wayne Gallman has played. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, there, there was one play during the game. I think it was Jesse Bates. Had Jesse Bates not not tripped up his ankle, I mean, Goldman could have gone for a 90-plus yard touchdown. Um, but you're also seeing uh, Goldman, he, he's, he's, actually getting, uh, he's actually getting a little more fancy out there. In other words, um, you know, he, he's, he's, really, he's really just the guy that, that we've seen that's a downfield runner. But we're also seeing, you know, in this game, too, that – um, in terms of juking and all that stuff and, and, you know, making guys miss, he's doing, he's doing a lot more of that before it was like, Hey, you're coming in for Saquon. We need you to be a downhill runner, be tough. And we need to take what's given to you. It's been documented that Joe judge uh, has been very, been very tough on Wayne Gallman. He put a lot on his shoulders and rightfully so the giants need a running game, um, you know, to, to, to excel. And, you know, he's been a big reason uh, that the giants have been able to win their last three games, but, um, even even today, you're seeing growth from him in terms of his vision as a ball carrier. Um, but also, uh, again, you know, I think one thing that Wayne Gallman has that a lot of this team has is that these are these are tough football players. And despite whatever you can say about the Giants roster as a whole, they have guys that are playing hard for their coach. And uh, I don't know if anyone's playing harder than Wayne Gallman, but again, just hit his growth in terms of his vision with the ball and everything, um, he's really becoming a guy that. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's an every down back right now for the New York giants. And that is a great thing to see, uh, considering, you know, considering, you know, Saquon's down, haven't seen much of Devonte Freeman, Alfred Morris got a carry here and there, but, um, you know, really in the second half, they had to put this on, on Wayne Gallman's shoulders and, and let's forget even the fact of just what he's doing as a runner. He's also doing some really good stuff, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a blocker as well. Um, so, so with that, um, you know, we're going to talk today about start off by talking about what are some of the keys to the Giants winning this game today. Talk about fir first on offense. Uh, I'll say, you know, Jake, one of the things that we discussed is that hey, if the Giants are going to be successful this year, two things are going to have have to happen. And that and that's Daniel Jones and that's Andrew Thomas. We drafted a franchise quarterback and a franchise left tackle because when you take a guy in the top 10 picks uh, at either a quarterback or left tackle, you know you're expecting him to be the guy. 
And both of these two players, I know Jones got hurt early, but he played exceptionally well. And both of these guys have come on strong the last three games. And lo and behold, now we're winning we're winning three, ga three games in a row. And I can tell you that uh, Andrew Thomas wasn't perfect this game, but he was he's been steadily improving. And there's just a lot of plays this game where he wasn't getting credit. You know, there was, um, you know, a couple times where Colt McCoy had a rollout. And the only reason he was able to is because Andrew Thomas just stalemated that guy. So uh, I think when you look at um, the Giants offensive line continuing to play well, you're seeing center and guard working in tandem. Um, you know, Cameron Fleming did hurt us. He had, a, he had a, three crucial penalties today. Um, but, you know, I think when you're looking at this team up front, um, on the offensive line, this had to this had to be a big reason why. What else are you seeing on the offense that 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 helped us out today? They're just moving the ball well, and you're right. That starts with the offensive line. I absolutely I, I agree with that. I, you know, before Daniel Jones was hurt, there were some things I really saw that I was ecstatic about, and it was his you know how well he was throwing the ball. He you know on, on the deep shots, which is I know something we have talked about that you know he's overthrown guys. He was hitting his guys on those deep throws. And not only was he hitting his guys on the deep throws, I just like the fact that we're taking those deep shots. You know, that's like I know Jason Garrett's coaching style and, you know, offensive play calling has been known for, and it worked. I mean, you look at the, like, what was it, one of the first few plays of the game on offense, Evan Ingram for, I believe it was like 40, 50 yards or something stupid long. And those are the kinds of plays that I, you know, love to see. I mean, of course, like I said, I I love seeing um, you know the, the run game. That's great, but you know that's not that's not what someone might consider a, a sexy thing to watch. You know, I'm, you know that's that's not attractive to people when they're looking at a game. They want to see the big plays, you know, the explosive stuff. That's what people want to see, and the Giants are doing that, and it's working. Take those shots downfield, and you know Daniel Jones was hitting his guys, which is really important to me. He's getting the time in the pocket. He's getting more comfortable back there. He's not overthrowing his guys as much. He's hitting them in stride. He's making those plays. And before he got hurt, Daniel Jones looked good. And again, no turnovers again in the time that he did play. That's another thing I talked about last week in our little State of the Union. I said Daniel Jones cannot keep turning the ball over. He's got to keep, you know, he's got to keep doing what he's been doing the past few weeks, which was. Don't turn it over. And he continued to do that. And that, again, was something that makes me like ecstatic, as not only as a, a, a fan, but also as an analyst, because you want to watch a guy like Jones grow. You want to see him do those things. You want to see him get better. And you know, it, it's important to see that not only does he make those improvements, but continues to keep working on them and continue to make those changes. You know, it, it, could, it was really easy to say, okay, he had two good weeks of no turnovers, but then this week reverts back and throws you know three picks or, you know, or fumbles twice or whatever, but he didn't. And it was, it was good to see that. Uh, I haven't seen any updates. Have you, Steve? I No, no, I, I, I haven't. And, and, you know, I, I just imagine it's a really bad hamstring pull. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a, a lot of those, you know, just weightlifting and, you know, doing active sports and things like that. So um, hamstring injury, you know, it's, um, one of those things that you, you just really have to be aggressive in the healing process. I, I I would imagine it's a it's a pull because 
Uh, I wouldn't assume it's a hamstring tear because a hamstring pull can can totally kill you though. So I mean, it could be pretty pretty brutal. You can't really walk around that much with it. Um, you know, the fact that he was able to put some pressure on it and even some on the sideline kind of kneeling over. Uh, I would imagine this is going to be a week to week thing, but no updates uh, as of this point um, on the Daniel Jones injury. Um, so we'll continue to talk now about key, keys to the Giants victory. Talk to you about Evan Ingram today. <laughs> what, 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 are we, what do we see from this love-hate relationship today? Today was a day of love if you're if you're a Giants fan. I think one of the biggest things that I was ecstatic to see, he had over 100 yards receiving for the first time this season. They got him involved. He had, I believe, six receptions for 129. About 100, I think it was 129 yards. He had a good game. He looked really great. He made you know that deep shot I just talked about. That was a good play. He was getting involved in the offense, and it was an, it was a nice sight to see for Giants fans. You know what? There's so much on and off, but with him, you know, you said it, love hate, and he's been better as of the last I would say three or four weeks. He's improved. Things are you know things are looking better. If you're a, if you're a Giants fan, he's been on the up and up, and you know you're more on the love side at the moment at least with him. You just got to keep getting him involved because when you get him involved, clearly good things are happening. He's making adjustments. He's catching the ball. He's getting involved in the passing game, like I said. And he's a he's a great target. I remember when the Giants drafted him, everybody said, he's got a wide receiver frame at the tight end position. That's, I mean, it, it, that's hard to find. And Good tight ends are very hard to come by. When you have a guy, his stature, his body size, his build, at the position he plays, that's a premium, really. Because it's like having an extra receiver, basically, but he lines up at the tight end position. That's that's his natural position, and that's really huge. John, just like I said, you just got to feed him the ball as much as you can because when you get him the ball, clearly good things are starting to happen. He's improving. He's playing better. You just you got to keep it going because he's a great tight end. He's making improvements, but the only way to build that confidence to keep him going, you feed him the ball. 100 percent. Um, look, you know, I, I would say. You know he he is he is still he is still a major major weapon for us. Did have the fumble today? The fumble that he had, um, that was kind of a difficult ball not to fumble. So uh, sometimes things, you know, you know things happen. But again, keys to Giants victory. And look, I'll say Daniel Jones was a key to it because although he didn't play in the second half, um, if we had to go a full game of Colt McCoy, I don't know how this game would have turned out. So um, the fact the fact that we got Jones that was able to make. Some of those big plays in the first half, you know, you look at some of those key throws on third down, really the big throw to Ingram early on. Um, we would have even been further ahead had Slayton come up with the deep ball that was thrown to him right out, right on point. So I'll say Daniel Jones, despite, you know, only playing, you know, the first half, you know, was was important to our victory. Of course, Wayne Goldman and, and this offensive line. Uh, Nick Gates is really turning into a very good center. I mean, that's just, you know, I got to give Nick Gates a lot of credit because this is a guy that played right tackle for us last year, converted to center, and he's just gotten better and better every single week. Um, but really, you know, this Giants offense, the offensive lines really started to get better once Shane Lemieux has come in. So, um, you know, Will Hernandez still is coming in to play. They're rotating guys in. And I'll say this, you know, one thing we should mention is that we, we were looking at is the Giants offensive line really going to take some steps back with Mark Colombo not there? Um, they really didn't today. I, I thought they played well. And again, Andrew Thomas, uh, you know, we needed our left tackle to play well today. And, and he certainly he certainly held his own. You know, defensively, um, we just don't have the personnel right now to really get uh, a lot of pressure from the edge. Uh, Kyle, Kyler Fackrell did make some big plays. And I love 
watching Fapro play because he's such he's such an effort guy. Um, you know, even you know if you saw some of our defensive backs, uh, Jabril Peppers, um, you know uh, Logan Ryan, these these guys were helpful in run support today. And again, James Bradbury, you know, was just did a good job, you know, locking things down. Leonard Williams certainly made some big plays today. The defensive line didn't dominate quite as much as I wanted to, but I thought they they still played good enough. And ultimately. Uh, you know, I think, Jake, one thing that we see with this defense that we haven't seen with Giants defense in the past is that they don't give up the big play that too often, and they're playing disciplined. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the offensive line. First of all, we'll say without Colombo, they didn't seem to skip a beat, which was nice. It felt good to know that because, uh, you know, that that makes you think, okay, well, yes, the coaching did make a difference. That, you know, you're not going to say it, it wasn't all coaching. It makes you think, okay, yes, it was coaching, but it's also just these guys that are out there. Like you're seeing improvements, not just from the coaching perspective, but you're seeing improvements from your guys in particular. And it's clearly something they're doing as a unit that they're working together. And maybe it goes on Joe Judge as well. You know, maybe that's something that he's doing as well with the guys out there. But I, I like seeing that because to me, that says these guys are working together as a unit and they're figuring it out together. Like they're, they are talking. They are making it work, and they are saying, okay, where can we fix ourselves each game? Where can we make the improvements? And then the coaches just help out, so to speak. But they're they're doing the, the legwork, really, is what you feel like. And that makes you feel good because you know that, you know, especially a guy like Andrew Thomas, he's got to be the guy going forward because, obviously, with like you said before and much earlier in the show, he is at that high of a pick. He's meant to be the guy. It makes you feel good when you know these guys can work together, get things you know, get things rolling. Because beginning of the season was was not pleasant. It's a large improvement, and it's been good. And I I, I know last week we were a little nervous about you know we lose Colombo. What is this going to look like? I think if you're a Giants fan, you just you can take a sigh of relief now and say, okay, a little bit less to worry about. We can trust this you know this coaching staff. We can trust what they're going to be able to do on that offensive line. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. We actually did give up the the longest play in Bengals history today, um, but you know, hey, you know, we did we did we did win win the game there. You know, I, I over overall, I thought the Bengals offense just without Joe Burrow, this was a, a really flat offense, and that's certainly something that that did help us. I'm not going to say that we played a high powered offense today, and and the same thing with the Giants. I mean, you know, look when you take your starting quarterback out of the game. Um, you know, a guy like Daniel Jones or a guy like Joe Burrow, guys, guys that are starting to come up in this league. Um, you know, you're see, you're seeing, you're seeing why the other guys are are, are backups. I, I thought, I thought Brandon Allen did some good things at times, but ultimately, it's just they just without these quarterbacks, you know, these teams just do not have the have the have the same firepower. Um, you know, we did did see a little bit of Xavier McKinney today. They kind of worked him in a, a little bit slow, so there wasn't a whole lot, you know, to go on today. And there probably won't be, you know, for a few weeks because he's coming back from that from that foot injury. Um, but O'Shane Zimenez, you know, he's going to be out for the remainder of the season, and that was, uh, I know, I know we're talking about keys to victory. I don't want to get too off track, but you know, I, I was really hoping that O'Shane Zimenez could come in and make an impact. He had a shoulder injury, so he's going to be out. The remainder of the year and the tough thing about that is that you're wondering you know who's you know down the stretch if the giants can make a playoff push you know who's really going to be the guy to rush the passer from the edge or are we gonna have to continue to depend on leonard williams you know breaking down the pocket so um you know that's 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 gonna be kind of that's kind of the tough thing there so we'll 
we'll switch um, focuses now. And, you know, we just talked about the Giants, Giants keys to victory. Um, which player, which players really stepped still, which players really stepped up today? So I'm my, 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 my first guy that stepped up that I, I, I can't help but, you know, you know, mention him. I, I know I mentioned last week, he was one of my top five guys actually. And he proved it this week was Logan Ryan. He looks really good. He, I mean, we've talked about it. This secondary has got to step up a lot. It's, this was a good team. I mean, you know, offensively, they have some solid receivers. We talked about that receiving core as a strong core. I was really impressed with the way Logan Ryan played. Uh, him and Jabril Peppers were two of my, uh, you know, defensive studs, I think. They're two guys that I felt like really stepped up, had a nice game. And the other guy on the defense, the only other guy I want to mention on, you know, on that side of the ball was a guy we already mentioned, which was, was uh, Leonard Williams, another just awesome game. Three guys that I felt really stepped up on the defensive side of the ball. All get you know the you got Leonard Williams getting pressure. You got Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan anchoring our safety, uh, our safety and uh, our, our entire secondary rather um, all game and they, and they looked good. They 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 were they were looking good and offensively. I, I mentioned them already, but Wayne Goldman again. I mean, and I know you're going to mention uh, you're probably going to talk about Andrew Thomas, who I I think is we've seen some improvement for, but you know on the offensive side of the ball, the one guy I think that really stepped up outside of. I would say maybe Evan Ingram, but you know that's that's a, I think that's a little bit on the quarterback play that he was able to get the ball. Um, but I, I would say Wayne Goldman on the offensive side of the ball really stepped up. We needed him to have another nice game. We were relying on him heavily late, and he he was doing what we needed him to do. He was he was great. He, he rushed for I don't know how many yards. I know he rushed probably close to a hundred yards, if not more. He had a solid game. I know that he he was good and. All things considered, you know, having lost Saquon, he's been a really great fill-in. And if this team is going to win games and even have a chance in the playoffs, which albeit might you know it might be small, if they're going to have any chance at all, really in the playoffs, we're going to need Wayne Gallman to continue to step up because the only way to really have a balanced offensive attack it starts with the run game. And if you have a good run game, that helps your your passing game. And that's kind of what we saw with Wayne Gallman today was. Okay, he played well, and you know that that really makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Wayne Gallman stepped up. Evan Ingram stepped up. I'll say Daniel Jones stepped up when when he was playing. Um, Nick Gates, you know, I think we're starting to expect him to play well. Uh, same thing with Shane Lemieux, but those guys, you know, continued to play well. Uh, to, you know, today today as well. Um, you know, th there were there were some errant thrown balls that you know. Even Sterling Shepard helped out with a little bit of time, so, so I would say you know it was def definitely a, a you know a team a team effort there, but you know kind of similar players to what you would say on defense. Again, offense, I think a lot of this offensive line really Andrew Thomas when you're talking about stepping up because this is a guy that has struggled and it was really key for him to play good today, and and you know he certainly he certainly did. Um, thoughts on on this Daniel Jones injury? Um, you know, again, you know, we talked about it in the beginning. Uh, this is this is something that you know is going to be really a week to week thing. I, I don't expect that this is going to be a hamstring tear. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, seeing a lot of these over the years, um, he's just going to have to be pretty aggressive with you know rehab. And there's some things you can do to try to you know try to help that hamstring pull, which is what I'm assuming it is uh, heal heal as quickly as possible. Um, and I'll tell you this, you know, we we are going to need him next week because there's no way that we can beat Seattle, uh, and that and that's our next opponent with Colt McCoy as quarterback. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy, he's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. 
Uh, but you know, we we cannot win this game next week without him. Yeah, I, I was initially a little bit more worried than I am now. You know, the reaction on the field was not good. He's grabbing at his leg. He looks like he's in pain. But as I watched the game, there was some good news. I mean, he came back for that one play, and he couldn't stay out there, and that was bad. But the one thing I'll say that I kind of saw throughout the game, we got glimpses of him on the sideline, walking around. He was in his full pads. He had his helmet on. Those are all generally better signs that the team thinks maybe he had a chance to come back in this game. And even though he didn't come back in the game, he was walking around. They didn't tell him to take his pads off. He wasn't in the locker room. And again, walking around is a good sign at least because we can say, all right, at least he was able to put pressure on it. So it's not as bad as it could be because, of course, if it was possibly, you know, a full on tear, he probably wouldn't be able to put the pressure on it that he was. Um, you know, he, he might have been in a worse position. So that was a good sign. I'm not too worried. I mean, I'm not I'm not, not worried. I'd be I'd be lying if I said to you I wasn't a little bit concerned. But the initial reaction looked worse as the game went on, seeing him on the sidelines, seeing him standing there. I I think with a little bit of you know uh limited practices maybe this week, we might see you know just sometimes maybe some you know painkillers, ice, whatever they're gonna do to treat it, whatever they can do. He should be out there next week, is my guess, just based on the things I saw. I, I as long as they don't push him, he should be okay. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and that's my general thoughts are is he should be okay. I feel a little bit more confident about this as it went as the game went on. As I, I, mean, it, I, back forward, I thought was a good sign. Yeah, I, like I said, I, the, 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 the beginning got me a little worried, but even the fact that they tried to get him back out there, again, like there were a lot of signs that point, okay, this is not as bad as it could have been at least. Yeah. 100 percent. So you know we got to be hopeful that he is available. And then you know right now, so again, Giants are in first place. So here, here's a to kind of cap things off with this show and things here. Uh, let's just kind of quickly talk about the remaining schedule that we have um, because if we compare ourselves to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they certainly have an easier schedule. Um, I, I would say you know possibly I, I think out of all the NFC East teams, you can make the argument that the Giants have the hardest schedule to finish the season um, we had an easier stretch here uh but you know outside of outside of the dallas cowboys we're playing winning football teams um i think you know the the game the most winnable game on this schedule is against cleveland because you know baker mayfield has not has not been consistent this year so um you know you got to think that the way daniel jones is playing um you know we can we can win that game if he's healthy uh but uh, i think when when we look at this remaining schedule um, if we can if we can win three out of the five next games, I would say that's good. Uh, better is if we can win four out of the five. Uh, I'm not expecting them to win every single game, uh, but three three to four out of five here, uh, I think, and I'm hoping that can be enough at this point uh, to get us to get us the division win and get us get us our our postseason berth. Yeah, my three games I'm looking at that I feel at least somewhat confident about the one I feel most confident, of course, is the Cowboys. That's, you know, that's, that's a game. That's a given. Is I'm going to feel most confident about a division. Game, at least <laughs> at least a division game. They're playing, you know, out of all these teams, they're the worst. No doubt. I feel the most confident about that. Browns. I do agree with the other game. I, I, I kind of ironically feel a little bit slightly more confident than I regularly would is the Ravens. And I only say that because Lamar Jackson has not been playing as well as he could be. They've been kind of on a downhill play, um, you know. I, I, and I know, 
that defense is what makes me a little more wary about that game. But in terms of matching offense, like you know, trying to trying to rather trying to stop the offense, that's a game I actually feel more confident than I would normally, only because again, Lamar Jackson's not played his best football recently, and the Giants defense is actually playing their best football at the moment. So if Lamar Jackson can't pick it up, that might be a chance for us to steal a game for sure. The Cowboys I feel confident about. Browns is possible. We're just going to have to be good against the run in that game. Seahawks-Cardinals are concerning games, of course, because that's you, you got two guys that are definitely in the MVP conversation that you got to face a quarterback and that's that's not a question of that that's going to be scary to watch like that's that's going to be nerve-wracking for fans no doubt yeah 100% you know i just don't know if we have a linebacker that we can put on lamar jackson as a spy that's going to be athletic enough you know Blake Martinez maybe yeah you know great guy but you know it's we'll see. it's tough in lamar but, but i'll say this you know joe judge um, if if I'm looking at a first-year head coach that can draw up a plan to contain Lamar Jackson, schematically, Joe Judge is one of the guys I'm thinking of, a guy that who's who's showing that although he's a first-year head coach, he's, he's not coaching like a first-year head coach, and that is another, another, another really great thing to see. I felt good about the Judge hire, and uh, look, I've been saying this all, all year long. Uh, Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network is saying it is the Giants are are close to becoming a a good football team. You know, a lot of the games, pretty much all the games that we did not win previously have been have been close football games that the Giants generally lost. That came down to a few mm-hmm. plays. Uh, now you're seeing things come together, and then hopefully the Giants can continue this. Um, so that is going to wrap up uh, everything that we have for today. You can join us back on Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Jake and I will be previewing the upcoming game against the Seattle Seahawks uh, for for Jake uh, and myself. This is Scouting Giants, and uh, this is our podcast where we are now scouting the first place New York Giants. Enjoy the victory, guys. Have a good weekend.